Pastors Larry and Tiz welcome you to another New Beginnings Church podcast. Go deeper into God's Word with practical messages and lifestyle studies that will equip, inspire, and encourage you in your relationship with Jesus. Get ready to be fit for life. You know, how many of you believe God exists? That He is real? How many of you believe that Jesus died on the cross to save you, to free you, bring freedom, you know? So why is it that so many times... We know that he died, but a lot of people are still in need of being septed, uh, set, set free from captivity. You know, and that's what I want to speak. I, I kind of shared this before, but I feel like we're in a season right now. Listen, we got no more time to waste. <laughs> we can't be lukewarm, like it says in the word of Revelation, right? We need to make sure that we are on God's side. We are walking in righteousness. We're stepping away from sin and we're making a difference in this world right now. God wants to use you. I feel like God wants to use each one of us in such a way to bring healing to this world before we we go through the rapture. You know, we don't have more time. We can't waste no more. I don't know if any of you have heard of Colin Stan before Colin Stan have anyone heard of her she was actually um she was kidnapped at a very early age and the guy who actually uh uh kidnapped her he took her into his house him and his wife and they put her in a box and she would be inside a box you know under their bed for seven years how many of you heard of that story before it's a crazy story. So she was in captivity for seven years. And I was watching, uh, I was watching a TV show where they were doing something, a series over her life. And then when she came out, she said she had to re- relearn her social skills. Because she, I mean, she would literally be 24-7. She would come out just a few times. Even for her to do her, her human things, you know, she was inside the box. You know, and then she said when she came out, she felt like a bird that was inside a cage and she didn't know how to fly. You know, and the question I have today is how many times we we say yes to the Lord. We say yes to following him, but we're still captive in so many things and so many areas of our lives that we need freedom for us to be able to get to the place where God wants to take us. You know, a lot of times we don't see miracles right now. It's becoming very popular. It's trending now to become a Christian. You know, it's trending. Yeah, I can speak about God. God is love. I'm sorry, you guys hear this a lot from me. But I get get nervous. (laughs) Because right now they're trying to push an agenda on our kids that God is love. So you can live your life however you want and it doesn't matter. No, that's not how it goes. You know, we have to walk away. God is going after those that are walking in righteousness. Those that are seeking holiness. Those that want to be like him. Jesus never had a sin. He was here. He walked on the face of this earth and he never had a sin. Listen, I'm not saying that you're going to be able to accomplish the same thing, but you can be close to it. (laughs) By trying to avoid sin in your life. You know, and when you do that, when you sacrifice yourself, guess what? There's miracles. But a lot of times I'm finding more and more that Christians are under captivity. You know, when we experience a major trauma or disappointment or we leave or we leave under a particular negative circumstance for a long time, we don't know how to react to the new. What do we do? We find ourselves changing the truth of the Bible. You know what people are doing right now? 
Especially the LGBTQ plus whatever, 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 whatever. Because now it's like all, all, you know. What they're trying to do right now is <laughs> they're changing the truth of the Bible. They use Bible verses sometimes to say so-and-so was uh, homosexual. I mean, it's crazy what we're seeing right now. Remember the Israelites in, in, in the book of Numbers, chapter 11, verse 4 and 5 says this. The foreigners who had joined the Israelites begun, waiting, uh, begun wanting other things to eat. Soon, all the Israelites began, be, began complaining again. The people said, we want to eat meat. We remembered the fish we ate in Egypt. The fish cost us nothing. We also had good vegetables like cucumbers, melons, onions, and garlic. Okay, so they are being set free right now. They are walking in the desert, but now they're missing captivity. <laughs> Because they're looking back and they forget that God is a God of the daily bread. You know, think about it. God was bringing daily bread, fresh manna from heaven, manna, manna from heaven every day. And they were like, oh, I'm, I'm tired. But they were walking towards their freedom. But I want to go back. And that's how it is with us sometimes Christians. We were walking towards our freedom because we know now we have given our lives to Jesus. Now we have the one that is able to do more than, than what we can think or imagine. But we're still in captivity. We're still having some of these old thoughts. <laughs> some, some of these old uh, uh, ideas. You know, some of these old um Habits, you know, and we're, it's like we can't move forward. We're living under captivity. We know that God is God. We know that God is, God is preparing a, a land of milk and honey. But listen, I want to go back or I'm being held. We come under a spirit of captivity because of our culture and experiences. Things that have thought us uh, something that is completely different from the ways of God and the spirit of God. You know, once the spirit of captivity has taken root in your life, you will start to lose your sense of purpose. You start losing your sense of purpose. You put yourself on GPS, auto, autopilot. You know, I'm going to say this. <laughs> you don't want to be on auto, autopilot all the time. You want to be able to go through the adventures of God for your life on this earth. He wants his best for you. He wants to bless you. But he's going to allow you to go through certain things. It's not that he's putting on you. But he allows you. Okay, why? Remember my brother Job? <laughs> Remember Job? Man, there was nothing to talk about Job. <laughs> See my servant Job. God allowed him to go through everything because he was faithful. It was going to show the devil that he was faithful. You know, so God allows us sometimes to go through something. You know why? So his name can be glorified because we don't deserve anything. It's all about him, you know, but he allows us to go through some things. So his name will be glorified. You know, sometimes you're caught up in fear. You know, true love casts out all fear. But you've been through a situation for so long, you know, you've been molested, you've been, you've been through uh, physical abuse, uh, verbal abuse, uh, you are always afraid of things. But listen, you're not supposed to walk in fear anymore because you have one that is above you, one that is ahead of you, one that is fighting for you. So why walk in fear? You have fear, you have fear, fear of being yourself during worship. You know, some people are afraid of lifting their hands. I was teaching my little daughter yesterday, Talita, worship God. It doesn't matter what others are thinking. Raise your hands. Lift him up in this place. You know, praise him. Listen, it's not about us. 
It's not embarrassing for you to lift up your hands. Embarrassment is to be completely naked on a cross for our sins. That's what embarrassment is. But he did it for you and me. You know, but sometimes people are just held by fear. Fear of new assignments. God wants to give you something new, you know. You might be here today, but God is already opening the door. Listen, God sees yesterday, today, and tomorrow, and we can't see it. And sometimes he doesn't show us because if we know what's happening tomorrow, we'll mess up. You know, at the right time, he releases little by little. But there's a new assignment ahead of you, and you are afraid because you're caught up in your captivity of your old past habits. You know, we got to move forward. We got to move forward. Though you love God with all your heart, your past may have been so dysfunctional and full of hurt that now you cannot seem to break out of horrible habits developed long ago. We pray, we cast out spirits, but there's one thing. Your mind must be renewed. Your mind must be renewed. Without you realizing sometimes those years in Babylon can lead you to similar inconsistency in you. When I can't get the word, I speak in tongues. So you guys can understand. Demons may have come and gone, but they have left a permanent imprint on you. And we have to break that. We have to break that. Romans 12, 1 and 2 says this. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not be confirmed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and test and approve what God's will is. His good, pleasing, and perfect will. Therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as living sacrifice. Paul is saying here, he's pleading. He's saying, please keep your flesh pure. Please keep your flesh pure. Walk away from sin. That's the first thing, living sacrifice. Present your bodies as living sacrifice. Keep your flesh pure. Pure. Whatever your flesh has been used to doing in the past, you must take charge of it and say it. No more, devil. No more. You have no more power over my flesh, over my body, over my mind, over my desires. Say no to those desires of the flesh. Whatever your sin was, you have dominion over it the minute you say yes to Jesus. I have dominion over sin the minute I say yes to Jesus. You have dominion even though the devil's coming to kill, steal, and destroy his trying to say no you don't you do that's what the word of god says that you have dominion over that sin do not confirm to the pattern of this word world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind it tells us not to be conformed to the world it's a fallen world you know i got hit really hard two weeks ago I, it took me a while, actually, to go back and, and answer this person. I got a, a friend of ours who his, uh, he's a pastor and and, and wife. They bo- they both serve uh, uh, a youth ministry, and we go to we've been going to Guatemala for a while now to do missions. And there's a a mission center in Guatemala 
that this lady, she will be the one cooking for us. You know, she was such a servant of God. She was only 30 years of age. Amazing, amazing, beautiful lady. I mean, her heart, her family, you know, two little kids. She was pregnant of six and a half months. She ended up getting COVID. Her and the baby died. And this pastor's wife texted me. You know, they run that ministry in Guatemala. And she said, Pastor Warner, I know that you are all about faith. You believe in miracles and this and that. And then she asked me, why would, why would God allow this? Why would he give her a life inside of her? And then within six, six and a half months, she dies and the baby dies. <laughs> it took me a while. It hit me hard. <laughs> you know, why is it God allowing? I, I honestly say this. One thing I told her first, the rain falls in the just and the ju unjust. Okay. We are in the fallen world. Is that how you say? Yeah. You know, we know we've been redeemed through Jesus Christ. But we got to understand God doesn't see it the way we see it. This is not our home. <laughs> this is not our home. You know, we're just passing through this, this place right here. You know, and that's why we got to take advantage and, and be our best in, during this time to bring more people with us. You know, be an example so more people can come with us. Because this is not our home. And I told her, listen, the people that hurts the most when things like that happens are those that are so caught up in the material things. That's something that I felt in my heart. That they're so caught up in having the nicest house. They're so caught up in having, which I'm not against it. God will give you the desires of your hearts. Amen? Do you see what I'm saying? God will give you. He wants us to live a good life. But we should not have our hearts on those things. Because everything stays behind. <laughs> you know? And those are the ones that are like, oh, I'm in so much pain. You know? Because when you know the Lord, this girl, she was only 30-some years of age. They wanted to take her to a hospital. She, she lives in a small village. They wanted to fly her. You know, my friend who's a pastor, he, he actually, it's a small village. It takes from Guatemala to this village. If you drive, it's eight hours. But if you fly, it's only 30 minutes because you got to go over the, the, the hills, you know, the mountains. You know? And my friend told, told them, listen, just put her on the plane. I'll, I'll, I'll pay her private plane so we can take her to a hospital she said i don't want it i want to go home she said i don't want it she, she wanted to go home you know she was like no i'm ready you know i'm ready you know that means she was convicted of where home is <laughs> you know but how do you do that how do you know where home is when you have an intimacy with the father but I didn't know what to say at first. I was like, you know, Haley, I just told her she knew where she was going. And there are things that we would not have answers for it. You know, I went to, I went to Louisiana and 60% uh, of the city destroyed. Why? Why? Because we are in a falling world. <laughs> Sin prevails in the world. But we have to separate ourselves from Sin. Because we're not from this world. <laughs> we're not from this world. You know, when he's saying here, do not be confirmed to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. He's saying that you must decide not to play the world's game. <laughs> he's saying you have to realize that God has a different pattern for you and that you need to learn how to live by that pattern. You know, he's saying this is what it means to be transformed, be completely transformed, to live by the pattern of God and not the pattern of the world. You know, 
the New Living Translation says this. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. Don't copy. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. (laughs) Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. You must go through a process of renewing your mind. And that's not one time. (laughs) That is daily. (laughs) Because we get exposed too much. We get exposed to so many negativity on a daily basis. If you turn on the TV, I mean, we were watching YouTube. My wife was watching YouTube the other day with my kid, a, a Christian song with kids singing to it. And then during the commercial, a devil comes out. I mean, they're trying to push on our kids the devil's agenda, but we must renew our minds. You know, I was telling my son the other day, you know, he loves old music. You know, he's all vintage. You know, he loves listening to the Beatles and he loves listening to U2 and some other things. And and, and I was telling him, listen, and nothing wrong, as long as you listen to the lyrics and make sure that, but I'll say this, that's not going to, that's not going to fulfill your soul. You will keep being empty if you're just listening to those things. Listen to what glorifies God. (laughs) Fill yourself with the things that glorifies God. You know, nothing else matters. All I want is you. You heard that song. That song spoke to me so highly. You know, I'm not here for blessings, Lord. I'm here just for you. It's not about blessings. It's about him. It's about glorifying who he is. It's about recognizing who he is. It's about knowing that he is Lord. He has control of our lives when we give him control. That way we can walk away from the things that we're not supposed to be getting ourselves mixed up with. You need to call on the Holy Spirit to assist you in learning new mindsets in so many areas of your life, in our lives, you know? If all we knew growing up was drug and alcohol, when you come out of the abusive lifestyle, when you come out of that abusive lifestyle, you are required to form a new pattern. All you knew was drugs and abuse and physical abuse and, and verbal abuse. You need to renew your mind. You need to learn a new pattern to walk away from that. You know, and Pastor Larry, he always brings, he always shares his testimony, how he was into drugs and everything. But he just didn't got, you know, he, he say he, he, he accepted Jesus and he went back to celebrate with weed. <laughs> there was still captivity. He had to renew his mind. You know, it's a process, but that process only happens if you allow to. You have to allow the Holy Spirit, you know. Let me give you some effects of captivity. I'm running out of time. You know, the Bible says that the enemy comes to kill, steal, and destroy. He uses the spirit of captivity to steal your identity. He's going to try to steal your identity. You'll be confused about who you are. Not just uh, uh, your sexual identity, because a lot of people are confused about their sexual identity, but also your identity and who you are in Christ. You are a new creature. That's what the Bible says. Oh, but I'm not good enough. I, I don't think I can pray. I don't think I can. Listen, I, I'm telling you, I, I was at Stockyard uh, yesterday, and I was like, man, this is the place for evangelism. <laughs> this is the place. 
I like I felt in my heart. I was wearing my John 316. I wear that John 316 out every day. Every picture you see of me, it's John 316. And people, oh, I love your shirt. Amen for that. But listen, are you following him? <laughs> Everybody loves to hear about God. It's trending, you know? It, it, it's it's cool. But are you really following God? You know, we have to make a difference. I told my wife, I need to get back here with a group, you know, worshipers and, and prayers and intercessors for us to go to the streets. We can't waste no more time. He steals your identity and you think you're not good. You don't think you can do those things. Yes, you can. Because you have God's, God's power over your life. Because you have God that made you a new creature. So when you don't know, when you're in this, when you're under that spirit of captivity, he steals your anointing. Captivity causes you to stop sensing God's presence. Oh, I can't feel God because you're under captivity. You know, he steals your vision. <laughs> captivity takes away your sense of purpose in life. You find yourself wandering from one thing to another, trying to find satisfaction. You know, those people that start something they can finish. You always start a new project, but you never finish a project. We cancel that in Jesus' name. Amen. We got that, you know, captivity was still our vision, our future. One thing about Pastor Larry that I love about him, he's a visionary, you know. And, and he says yes to the Holy Spirit without having funds maybe to, to, bring, uh, to bring Jews back home. <laughs> oh, we're going to do this today. God is saying, let's do this. Yes. <laughs> He sees, he has a vision before he sees it in, in the physical. You know, captivity was still your authority. We have authority. When we are walking with Jesus, you have authority to what? Step over what? Serpents, scorpions. You have authority over sickness. You have authority over disease. I'm going in the name of Jesus to Spain. I'm going to pray for little Eric. I'm believing that God will heal him. I believe that his testimony will touch lives. God is about to do something great. How many of you believe that? You know, I believe that as he goes down in the water and he gets baptized, I believe God is doing a miracle. And I need you guys to stand because we have that authority. And I'm not allowing the enemy to steal that authority. You know, when you are under that spirit of captivity, you lose your confidence. Oh, man, you lose your confidence. Cap captivity undermines your confidence. It feels like you can never finish anything. You become apologetic for everything. Have y'all seen those people that are always complaining? I mean, always apologizing? I used to be like what that. I used to be always like, oh, I'm sorry. That's also not knowing your identity. Oh, I'm sorry. Always trying to be accepted by others. Listen, I don't need to be accepted. I don't care what you think. Honestly, I don't care what you think. I care what God thinks of me. You know, And what God thinks of me, if I'm walking the way he wants me, that means I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. And you will like me and you will love me because you will see God's light all over me. You know, but a lot of times we're caught up about, oh, I wonder what so-and-so think of me. I don't care. No, no, you don't have to worry about that. You know, besides from stealing from you, the spirit of captivity leaves you feeling surrounded. Leaves you feeling surrounded. You always feel empty. You're always intimidated. You're always confused. You're blind. Spiritually blind. Prevents you from seeing God's fresh move and purpose over your life. You know? Now let's talk about how to get free. I got seven more minutes. 
If you are able to identify any of these effects of captivity in your life, don't despair. We've all been there. Don't despair. God will free you from the spirits that is holding you back and its results. When you become a Christian and turn your life to Jesus, he sets you free from captivity, you know, so you can rebuild your life as a temple of the living God. Second Corinthians chapter six, verse 16 and 17 says this. And what agreement has the temple of God with idols? For you are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk among them. I will be their God and they shall be, they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them and be separate. Separate. Let me say this. Separate, says the Lord. Do not touch what's unclean and I will receive you. He will dwell in you, in his temple, which is inside of you. Which is inside of you. God is looking for you. He wants the spirit of captivity to be removed so that he, there's more room for him to do things in your life. But I don't know what you're facing. I don't know what, you know, I, I, this, you know, studying this, it made me, it made me think about this. How many, how many times we're judging people without knowing what they've been through? Sometimes you go to a restaurant, you know, and, and the waitress or the waiter, they, 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 they come in and, and, and they seem a little rude. And you're like, man, I'm not, I'm not going to tip this person. I had a few times I'm, like, I'm not tipping that person. But then the spirit of God says, go ahead and do it. You make the difference. <laughs> honor them. You know? And then I will honor them and say, hey, it's everything okay with you? Can I pray for you? Is there something that you need? Is there something that they... I've done that where I saw them just break out in tears. Sometimes they're going and we're judging people. We can't judge. We don't know what they're going through. We don't know what kind of spirit they're, they're facing, spirit, a spirit of captivity, you know? Ask the Lord to help you receive him as the good father that he is. You know, sometimes because we've been through situations in our lives where our physical dad didn't do <laughs> the figure, that didn't, didn't really take the figure of a father, you know? And then we see God the same way, but that's not how God is. God is a good God. And don't be angry with your physical dad either. Because we don't know where he's been. You know, release forgiveness. You know, uh, uh, the way for you to have a breakthrough in your life is by releasing forgiveness. I've been hurt and I'm going to say this. I don't know if I said this before, but the one place I've been hurt the most was Christ for the nations. Because when you are at a Bible college, in my mind, everybody's it's, it's running towards the same goals, okay? We're all in the same ideas. We're all following Jesus, and then you put your guard down. But not everyone that is there, you know, they're all in different levels with their spiritual lives. And I've been hurt so many times. So many people are walking away. Don't quit on the church. People are quitting right now. Come on. People are quitting on the church. Listen, we're humans. Pastor Larry, he's a human. I'm a human. And a lot of times we're quitting. Because we've been hurt. But we forget we're humans. That's why you have to be 
completely connected with the Lord. Because there will be times where I will mess up. But you don't look at my, the things that I'm doing. Look at God. You know, I always say this. I tell my kids when they go to school, I say, listen, my prayer every morning, they walk in the car, I drop them to school. Before we drop them to school, I pray every single morning. I pray, Lord, I pray protection over my kids' lives. I pray against terrorist, terrorist attacks. I pray against gun attacks. I pray against anything that doesn't glorify you. And I pray that they will only retain what's good. I pray that you will have them understand the filter through the Holy Spirit to retain only what's good. What's bad, leave it behind. So there's times that we're a church. Retain what's good. And don't judge people. Don't judge people. That will make a change. The Lord, he, he, he's the Lord of supernatural, you know, and he will help you. Let me say this. Expose the captivity. It's important that you acknowledge what is holding you captive. You know, don't be out there telling everybody your captivity because sometimes there's a lot of uh, people that love go- gossiping. You know, you don't want to make sure that you pray, but it's good to have a, 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 a mentor that you can go to and say, listen, man, I've been fighting with this. I've been dealing with this and that. I've been dealing with pornography. I've been dealing with uh, lying. I've been dealing with uh, using uh, slang words. Is that how you say it? Yeah, like cussing and, and whatever it is whatever it is your captivity because of the years of captivity seven years this lady was inside a box she had to relearn how to live her social life she was now able to fly like a bird but she couldn't fly you know that means that you have to relearn renew your mind expose your captivity you know let go of excuses oh too many excuses let go of excuses. Oh, I can't do it because of, no, I can do it because all things are possible through Jesus Christ. You know, let go of excuses. Separate yourself from Babylon. Walk away from those that bring you bad memories. You know, uh, uh, there were times that I had to uh, change my, my, my circle of influence. You know, my friends, I had to walk away because they would bring me bad memories of Babylon. You know, and you don't want that. Walk away from that. Run to your heavenly father. And understand this, that you are complete in him who is the head of all principality and power. Understand this, that you are alive with Christ. Understand that you are free from the law of sin and death. Understand that you are far from oppression and fear does not come near you. Understand that you were born of God and the evil one does not touch you. Understand that you have the mind of Christ. Understand that you have the peace of God that passes all understanding. Understand that you are, you have the great one living in you. Greater is the one in you than the one in the world. You have received the gift of righteousness and reign as a king in life by Jesus Christ. That's who you are today. I want you to stand right now. Let me pray for you. Go ahead and play that song. Just lower the volume a little bit, Mitch. I want to pray with that song. Yeah. You know how to lower the volume right here? Go ahead. Go ahead and play that song right now. I want to pray for you really quick before I go out there. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Because we are free from captivity today, Father. Anyone? Anyone that needs to be free from captivity, don't be embarrassed by raising your hand right now. If there's anything that you need to fight, you know, I need some things that I need to fight. You know, we just cancel. You can, yes, there we go. We cancel, we cancel right now captivity. We cancel the spirit of captivity right now in Jesus' name. All we want, it's you, Lord. All we want, it's you, Lord. We want you to guide our steps. We want you to order our steps. We don't want to look back. We don't want to look to the right or left. We want to be in the center of your will, Father. 
We want to be more like you, Jesus. We want to be more like you, Jesus. We go against the spirit of captivity. We go against fear right now. We go against those things that are holding us back from moving forward. Father, you have a calling in our lives, Father. Father, the enemy is a liar. He's been defeated more than 2,000 years ago, and we know who holds the key of life, Father. In Jesus' name, I say, live happy with joy. Don't be walking in fear. Don't be thinking about your past. Think about the good things that God wants to do in your life right now. In Jesus' name, we cast out right now all demons right now. We cast out all the spirit of captivity right now. We speak faith right now. We speak life right now. We speak blessings right now. We speak authority right now. We speak anointing right now. We speak that we have eyes that sees the things God wants us to see. I pray right now and we speak that we would not listen to the words that the devil the devil is trying to put in our minds, but we will listen to the words of the Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. We are free. We have the mind of Christ. We have been set free. And we will live and not die. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you.